Welcome to Ira Bio Window. I'm Sarai Gomez and I invite you to hear the personal stories of young people around the world living the coronavirus crisis in completely different ways. What we have in common is the European Union because we are from or we live there. This is a place to discover how this crazy year has been all over the planet. So take the chance to travel the world through the stories of the locals. United in the diversity of our different windows. And you? Through what window do you see the world? Europe by a window with Sarai Gomez. Hello, everybody. Today, I have the pleasure to talk about how it feels to live in the United States as a European citizen and the difference between Europe and North America during the coronavirus crisis. I have a special guest to join me in this topic, Samantha Cárdenas, a girl who has finished her marketing bachelor a year ago, and just a few weeks after her graduation, she achieved one of her goals, to live the American dream. She was driven by the desire to excel and to grow personally and professionally by moving alone to a different country on the other side of the world. Hi, Samantha. How are you? Hi, I am fine, thanks. And you, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. Please, where are you? I am in the United States. Um, I'm here because all my life I dream for come here, live the life here, the culture. Um, I am like in a movie. <laughs> And why United States? Because I think uh, I saw always in the movies and for me it's like, wow, that is amazing. I want to live there. I want to live the experience. Know if that is real or it's only in the movies, but it's real. <laughs> Since when you have that purpose in mind? Uh, I think all my life, but when I started university five years ago, I know 100% sure I want to come here. And I search from internet the different ways I have for come here. Um, I think like au pair is the more cheaper I found and more sustainable. <laughs> mm -hmm. Can you tell us uh, how were your feelings in the first months living there? I have like a bad experience the two first months because the family and I have to change the family but this was amazing because I was in the Washington DC and it's beautiful but I have to change the family two months later and I was in Dallas now Texas and it's amazing too it's hotter than Washington DC That is so nice. Mm. When I arrived to Dallas, I lived the best experience in my life. <laughs> How nice. What was your first um, thought when the first time you hear about the COVID-19? The, the first time I hear about the COVID, I was here with my parents because they come here for, to visit to me. And that was in the end of January, 1st of February. And he's the first person in the... Iceland, like Canarias Iceland, have the virus there in Spain. And we are like, oh, okay, it's only one person, you know, it's now crazy. But when my parents left, that was 20th of February, something like that, and they arrived to Spain. 
that's freaking crazy and start everything so down much um that is the real panic here for me so can you remember exactly the time that this coronavirus uh, crisis became a part of your life uh yeah that day i remember the last day i was for the gym and my mom is like don't go more for the gym please because it's one place you can get the virus so quickly because all people is touching the machines in that moment you really don't understand that but i saw in the internet the information about the virus in spain It's going so fast, it's going crazy. I say, first day, okay, I have to stay at home. Um, never more go outside. <laughs> mm, so has your outfit experience changed since the pandemic started? Uh, oh, change everything, like all my experience. And it's really so difficult because when you are with your family in your home, it's like, okay, it's hard, but you are with your family at home This was so hard, so hard to stay at home The here. CDC uh, has identified a case of coronavirus uh, in Washington state, the Wuhan. Are there words about a pandemic at this point? No, we're not at all, and uh, we're, we have it totally under control. It's one person coming in from China. The virus. They're working hard. Looks like by April, you know, in theory, when it gets a little warmer, it miraculously goes away. I hope that's We, true. Uh, yeah, very few people with it. The people are getting better. 35,000 people on average die each year from the flu. Did anyone know that? 35,000. That's a lot of people. And so far, we have lost nobody to coronavirus in the United States. Nobody. You can't be a politician and shake hands. People come out when I leave, I'll be shaking hands with people. They want to shake your hand. They want to say hello. They want to hug you. They want to kiss you. I don't care. It doesn't mean you have to do that. This is the most aggressive and comprehensive effort to confront a foreign virus in modern history. This is a pandemic. I felt it was a pandemic long before it was called a pandemic. All you had to do is look at other countries. What do you say to Americans who are watching you right now who are scared? Uh, I say that you're a terrible reporter. That's what I say. America will again and soon be open for business. We cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. We're not going to let the cure Has be worse. Has any governor agreed that you have the authority to decide when their state I haven't asked anybody. Because no I don't, you know why? Because I don't have to. Okay, this is really the worst attack we've ever had. This is worse than Pearl Harbor. This is worse than the World Trade Center. There's never been an attack like this. And it should have never happened. Could have been stopped at the source. Could have been stopped in China. A few days ago, I read the book Me. In the book, there is a Spanish correspondent in Washington saying Americans are envious of us in Europe. That we make them feel uncomfortable because some Americans think that in Europe we are a bunch of lazy people with four or five weeks of vacation a year and labor rights. She also states that some Americans think that the public health is Stalinist. You cannot choose the doctor you go to without a job. In the case of Spain, like most countries in Europe, public health workers have been our heroes. The world is uniting, briefly opening their windows and doors and honoring their healthcare heroes. The tributes have been global, from Spain, where the medical staff came out to welcome the recognition, to Italy, France, the United States, and right around the world. How have you experienced the difference between these two healthcare systems? 
I think uh, they think they are the best. 100% sure. 100% sure. All the person from America, they think they are they are the best one. They, they're healthy is the best one. Her economy is the best one. Her sanity is the best one. All from here is the best one. Um, about the difference between the healthcare for both countries is a big, big difference. Mm, how was your experience with that? And when I come here to Dallas, I don't know 100% sure how much is, but I can tell you the test for the coronavirus is $300. Dollars, right? Yeah, only the test for the coronavirus. The thing I was more scared when the coronavirus is what for it was for that like I didn't know how the coronavirus go to affect me um, I hope it's no bad but if there is bad if I have to go to the healthy care here two days or three days I have to pay five thousand or six seven eight who knows because if I have to go for the UCI I can tell you one night in the hospital is going to be $500, $1,000. It's so expensive, so expensive. Hmm. Um, I was more scared for that. Uh, I didn't go outside, even on the street or for a walk here. I stay all the time at home. Uh, that was so The CDC sad. announcing the actual number of infected Americans could be 10 times higher, roughly 20 million people. It's about 10 times more people have antibodies. New concern for pregnant women. The CDC reporting they may be at higher risk for severe COVID-19 illness, especially black and Hispanic women. The agency... Have you talked to the parents of um, your au pair about it? And what do they think? They don't really care about them because they pay for them and they know they can go without problem, you know what I mean? Like here, all people have like assist, like a, they pay for healthy care for them and they know they can go and they really, and they really have much money than me, much, much, much. <laughs> they don't really like the, the free healthy care in Spain, like the public. Why? I don't know, they think like a lot of people can go there and you don't have the priority or you have to wait more. Every night, Spaniards gather on their balconies to applaud the nation's healthcare workers. But little do they know just how much they deserve it. Not only are the hospitals short on space, frontline healthcare workers say they are dangerously short on protective equipment. The dreaded sound of an emergency seemed to be the only sound filling the air in New York City for far too long. The beginning of this whole pandemic was very, very uh, hectic. Crazy! It was the craziest of my career. Being a nurse, I never thought that I would be on unemployment, ever. The American Hospital Association estimates that hospitals and health systems will have losses this year of $323.1 billion. Mm, would you say that your mental, emotional health was affected during the quarantine? Uh, yes, a lot. I work here and when I go to my apartment, and I always read the news, the news about Spain. Okay, I am living here. I have to know what happened here. But my real country, Spain, I worry more about Spain than here. What's going on in Spain? Yes, yeah, so that's yeah. why you can see the media 
literally like every day. Yeah, every day I go, when I go for the apartment before I sleep, I read all the news about Spain in different medias. Um, I always end crying because, I don't know, you feel like your family is there, your grandparents is there, a lot of dangers, and you are here alone, you cannot do nothing for keep them safe. I don't know, it's um, so hard this situation because you have to learn control a lot of your feelings. Um, I don't wish this for nobody. With all of this pandemic, my last four months um, the my experience, it was, it's not was a shit because I love this family, but it was a shit for the experience because I don't really go out. No social life at all. Yeah. What used to be routine, what was it, four or five months ago, going to work or school, seeing friends, even grocery shopping, has changed so much during this pandemic. And add to that for almost everybody some level of financial stress. So this is a weird time. If you're not worried, there's something wrong with you. So you got to validate it's normal to be anxious and worried. It's based on reality. There's nothing unusual about that, but that doesn't make it an illness or anything. It just means we have to acknowledge that, accept that. Uh, and then to hide out and have the anxiety overwhelm you and paralyze you if we're now allowed out and we're being increasingly allowed to go out and start doing things. Like a precursor to mental health symptoms, they're characterized by sleep disturbance, irritability, anxiety, a feeling of loneliness. Be careful, uh, be watchful for those. And basic self-care, routine regular sleep, routine regular movement, exercise. So the United Nations says that there's a high prevalence of mental distress worldwide because of the coronavirus uh, pandemic, especially amongst healthcare workers, as you would expect, and children as well well which is you know not surprising the president donald trump has repeatedly um, asked to the citizen to calm down and encourage them to go to work because the situation was under control but later the number of deaths has shown that this was not the case tell us have you ever felt the pandemic was under control never was the pandemic under control he really doesn't know and doesn't can do nothing because each state here is controlled by the president of the state. Trump say, oh no, it may all people is outside going to work again. That is not true. If, you know, we have thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that get better just by, you know, sitting around and even going to work, some of them go to work, but they get better. He can say whatever he wants. It's not true. Each state say when closes the things and when open the things. The Democrats are politicizing the coronavirus. You know that, right? Coronavirus. They are politicizing it. We did one of the great jobs, you say, House President Trump doing. They go, oh, not good, not good. They have no clue. They don't have any clue. If you could go back to the moment you took the plane to United States, what would you recommend to yourself at that time? The truly thing, go back with my parents, go back to Spain in Ferrari. <laughs> if I know the pandemic, I will tell myself that. I do all the things the best I can. I survive here. I don't think the pandemic is end. No, 100% sure is no, and it's gonna be more. It's sad, but 
I think it's still there and it's gonna be still there for a long time. I think I do a good job. I did a good job. <laughs> yes, you did. You know, if if you don't leave the experience, if you don't pass through all of these things, you will never understand how you handle this. Yeah, you can't imagine what can you tell to yourself but then until after you left that you can tell like okay you don't have to read the news from Spain because it's gonna be so sad for you but you don't know that you can stop I did um, when I I feel like I cannot read more because that is going like me crazy so sad I cannot handle the situation mm -hmm. it's toxic you have to to control and to learn how to consume media I learn control and say okay that's it I have to live my life here and when the things going better in Spain I will take more information and read again the news but no before that. Can you tell me what was your happiest moment uh, living there? When my parents were here, yeah, um, 100% sure. Have you missed Europe while living in United States? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, 100% sure. I am... Um, a truly Spain lover. <laughs> I don't know. I think I I born for being in Spain. <laughs> uh, now that in a matter of a few days you return to Spain, what do you think you will find in the post-coronavirus society? Uh, I don't think it's a post-coronavirus. I think it will be a crazy society. Crazy people uh, want to stay living their life. I think they forget all the people die. The people don't lose. People in their family, they are lucky and they are not thinking about that and they are going outside and living without thinking the virus is there. One of the latest news of the coronavirus is that the World Health Organization registers a new record of cases, 212,326 in one day. The global number of infections is around 11.2 million. United States, Brazil and India are the most positive countries in 24 hours. How do you feel about living in United States right now? The thing happened here right now in Texas is in the beginning when we made the quarantine, it's not so bad. We don't have a big number of cases. We are, you can say, good. But now we made a quarantine and later they opened everything so fast. Now we have more cases, a lot of more than before the quarantine. I feel scared about go back for the plane and I have to go to Madrid to Malaga in some public transportation. I will feel scared too because you don't really know where is the virus. The virus is everywhere and nowhere at the same time. It's going to be difficult, I know. But you only have to be careful. Don't touch your face. Um, keep the distance. Use the mask. Use gloves. Use the the hands wash. Well, take care. You see, uh, you will see in the moment that you are uh, traveling. <laughs> I wish you a nice trip. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I think we are so scared in the first, but two weeks. I go from here right now, I will be so happy. Remember the moment I was in the plane and say, I am alive, I don't have the virus. 
and everything going okay. But before that happened, you always be worried. It's something we cannot control. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure. <laughs> and we hope to see you soon. Oh, I will. I hope too. I am so, so excited about that. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you have a good time. It was a pleasure for me. You are the reason why this project exists. And because of that, I kindly ask you to share this podcast with all your friends and family if you think this message would motivate them. I will share the link in the blog, in Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you copy the link and share it without moderation, I would be very grateful. Remember, every Friday is a new episode. See you soon. Thank you. Europe by a window.